Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's OMF on EEI. All right, back here on OMF. Another night in which the Red Sox bats were silent. They lose to the Oakland A's. Um, they play game three of the three-game series coming up uh, tonight. We thought we'd talk some baseball with Dallas Brayton on our Harbor One Hotline from Barstool Sports. Always great to talk to you, Dallas. How you doing? I'm doing well, boys. How we doing? Good. Terrific. Doing so- good, Dallas. Your boys beating them up, huh? Yep. Hey, slicing and dicing on the bump loomer, getting those timely knocks, babe. You know what it's all about. <laughs> They're running. And... So let us ask you, because uh, we got a little bit excited here. It, it was April. We get it. You know, it's April. It's early in the season. But the Red Sox were playing so well. They were obviously hitting the cover off the ball. Two through six was really performing. Suddenly there's leakage now in the bullpen. I'm not worried about the offense, but should we be worried about the leakage in the bullpen? I think anytime that part of the machine starts to leak oil, you have to pay attention to it because you're not going to be able to climb the hills that you're going to have to climb later in this season if you've got no pressure down there. And that is indicative of a ball club that wants to get to the postseason. You've got to be able to you got to be able to win close ball games. If there's going to be a slugfest, at some point in time you've got to run a couple guys out there back to back that can keep the offense at bay. And if that's not happening, well, the, the postseason starts to become a little more and a little farther down the road for you. So when, when you're getting performances like you guys have gotten out of uh, out of Eddie for the most part, out of uh, Eovaldi, I mean, Richards himself, he's thrown the ball well, uh, I think, the past couple times around as well. You want to be able to hand it to guys that can ensure that the work that has been done, the foundation that has been laid in the early part of the ball game by the starter, and then as you guys uh, talked about off the top, that that meat and potatoes, two through five, two through six, with with the way that they've been banging, you want to make sure that those W's stay W's or that you have a chance to make them Mm -hmm. W's. Now, Dallas, starting pitcher, uh, you try to navigate through a lineup. When you look at this Red Sox lineup, you mentioned it, man, two through six. It is. It's it's could be one of the best in the game, and I know they've been silent the last few nights. But how do you approach that lineup, that second half of it, knowing what you got on the bottom third? Because it was advertised as a lot of power, swings and misses. It's really been just a lot of swings and misses lately. That makes it a little bit easier for you, doesn't it? Well, it's 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 more it's it's more Swiss cheese, right? There's holes there. And, and I talk a lot about, on our broadcast, um, finding air holes, breathing holes. Imagine yourself 
swimming under a sheet of ice. And that's what it feels like when you've got the kind of production capability that the Red Sox have at the top of a lineup. You feel like you're being suffocated by a layer that you just can't penetrate. So what do you do? You're looking for holes. Where can I come up for air? Well, that's at the bottom of this lineup here where you've, and, and you know, you got some swing and miss and basket. You've got some, and, and Renfro and Frenchy, like a, a lot of those guys, like you said, they've got the ability to hurt you, but they got to be putting the bat on the ball for that to become a threat. So I make sure that I pick my spots with, with those, with those bangers two through six and the rest of the guys, I, I sort of, you know what, my stuff, your stuff, my best, my best. I like my ability to execute more than I'm worried about what you do well. Yeah, you know, Dallas, I just visualized myself swimming underneath a sheet of ice and I had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not That's fun. like, you know, it's, it's like, where I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of air. Where's, where's there an opening? Oh, Frenchie. <laughs> oh, my God, Frenchie. What are you doing here? You're down here also? What the hell? Um, you know, give me your, uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Xander Bogarts lately based on where he is as a player, you know, the contract that he signed, uh, the, his last contract that he signed. He's hitting free agency, uh, I guess, in a couple years, couple right? Years. Uh, but if Maybe. you're the Red Sox, what would you do with Xander Bogarts? Would you, you know, sign him right away? And, and if you if you would, uh, what would you pay him? What do you think he's worth? Well, I, I tell you, like, based on what you're going to do with him, I think impacts how you're going to compensate him. And that's a conversation that, frankly, in this day and age, we really have no idea how it's going to go until the player and the front office come to terms on what's going to be, you know, what the future is going to look like. So when you're talking about penciling Xander in for the next, what, five, six years maybe, as your stalwart shortstop, as your anchor, well, then then that's a different discussion. If you think that you're now going to try to ask Xander to what, to move around a little bit, maybe not be the anchor, well, then that's a, that's a completely different question. I always like to start, and especially in that clubhouse, because that is a place that has been notorious for when the culture is strong, when the culture is good, it becomes championship caliber-esque, right? When it's not, and when it's the greasy buckets of chicken and the beers that are dominating the headlines there, it's a different story. And and, and that's not a knock on any one individual. That's just a, a, a speaking to the culture that can permeate in a clubhouse and what kind of impact it can have. So who's been in the middle of those solid culture years, right? They're, they're guys that set good examples not only on, on the field as far as their production goes, but human being-wise. And you tell me right now that Xander Bogarts isn't either number one or at the near the very top of your list in terms of dudes you need to lock down and keep there to keep the culture the way it is. That's how I look at it. So I, I'm keeping Xander all day. All day we need to lock this guy down. Yeah, Wait, is he, is he better than Mookie like your boy Carabas is out there saying now? <laughs> Whoa, 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 look, bud. You guys have made a, a – you guys have a, there's only one organization as far as I'm concerned that sold off two generational talents like you guys have with one George Herman Ruth hey, he was fat. and one Marcus Lindbetts. Uh, so, so you guys, you guys like to roll the dice. You go, who do you need to guarantee all of it? You do him to here. You go, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> going out a little bit yeah. of a limb. Dallas Braden from Barstool <laughs> uh, Sports joining us. You pitched a perfect game. We have had in the last less than a month. We have had four no hitters and a seven inning perfect game. Two part question: What do you think of the seven inning no hitters or perfect games? And why do we have four no hitters in less than a month, including Wade Miley? Mm. What's well, going I, on? I, 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 I've, I've said this: 
there is, I, I feel bad for the small children who are at home telling themselves that they want to be big league hitters when they grow up because it's never been a worse time to try to be a big league hitter just based on the stuff that you're going to have to face in the game day in and day out. we got starters that are blowing 96, 97 on average with 93-mile-an-hour, 14-inch movement sliders that are going to wipe you and your family tree out if you swing. <laughs> and that's what you got to contend with these days. So uh, we are bigger, faster, stronger as athletes, as human beings, than we've ever been. We're throwing the ball harder and longer and more consistently than we ever have, and that's what hitters are contending with. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like You want to talk about moving the mound back and laughing at it, bubble? Let me tell you right now. Let's go back to 1968 when Bob Gibson bent the entire league over and they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, we can't, <clears throat> that's not going to sell. We're going to have to move this damn thing back. We're going to have to lower it. What are we going to do? Make Bob Gibson pitch underwater? They changed the entire game because of what was happening on the mound. And it's not getting any easier for hitters, which is why they've all decided to go, look, you want to go oppo? You want to pepper the right side of the field? Knock yourself out. You want to know where the payday is? Just over the wall. And guess what, boys? They don't even care if I punch out 150 times. They don't care. They're going to pay me. 240 doesn't matter. 30 jacks, 80, 90 stakes plus, they like that. So when you're talking about what do hitters get paid for, what do they get compensated for, that kind of damage. What do pitchers get paid to do? Wipe you out. So you put those two approaches in a pit, and watch them go at it, you're not going to get the, you know, the, the punch and counter punch. No, no, no. It's going to be big blow, knockout, and that's it. And that's why you have guys, there's no O2 approaches. So what do you, you think is going to happen? You're trying to do damage here. So if it's O2, you're not cutting it down. Your approach is the same as it was OO. That is advantage pitcher. Advantage Wade Miley, who might not be blowing you away, but he's going to use your aggressiveness and lack of approach against you. All nine innings, you're playing right into the pitcher's hand. Dallas, you moved that mound back a foot, right? Fastball would still play, but you're a pitcher. You show up at spring training, you're a foot deeper. How's that affecting everything else? Breaking ball, curve ball? Like, how big of an adjustment would that be for you? Oh, it'd, it'd, be, it'd, it'd be massive because, yeah. and this is like, let's think, let's think about what you're thinking. You're going to give me that much longer to see the ball out of this guy's hand. Yeah, you're going like to give it. me just that much longer. <laughs> exactly. To see this thing break. That means I'll know that it's either coming into me and I can get my swing off or I, I can give up on it that much sooner. So people are like, oh, but the ball's going to be moving even more. No, 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 no. That's where you have to understand, and you do have to give credit to the hitters, as dumb as I think they are. They're, they are so damn good at catching up to whatever it is you are feeding them. I just believe at this point in time the horsepower is just too much. That's why if you move it back – you're going to get the result that you're looking for, and you can fight that and try to deny it all you want, but that's why pitchers don't want any part of that. I don't want you moving this damn thing back. Are you kidding me? Because now the 93 that allows me to play turns into 91, and now guys that are throwing like Cole Irvin for the Oakland A's, who's got a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, 94 times if he needs to, you just turned him into Dallas Braden. You think he wants to go out there with Dallas Braden? <laughs> no. Hey, speaking, <laughs> no, 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 speaking no, no. of Dallas Braden stuff, I was pretty impressed, man, Dallas. I was looking at some stuff for you, right? Your last 55 starts in the big leagues, 46 of them, were longer than five innings. You weren't a five-and-dive kind of guy. You know, a lot of sevens tied in there, man. You got deep into some games. 
it seems like everybody's a five and dive guy, especially on this staff here. Is it is it because of last year's shortened season they want to protect some of these arms, or is it because of like you said that bullpen is is dynamic? Why why so much five and dive? Well, that's it. It's the matchups, Lou. And if you are now telling guys, hey, <clears throat> we don't even need the seven or eight out of you. We've got guys down there that we have to run out there for three batters at, at a minimum anyway. And we like our ability to match up down there. And what we really like out of you is your ability to max out and us being able to maximize that effort from you in a five-inning burst, six-inning burst. Now, there's going to be your outliers that you want to see be able to pace themselves through a game, create some longevity for them, give those bullpen guys an off day because they are relied upon the way they're deployed these days. So that's why I think you see the shortened performances is because there's just not an expectation there's not a demand for those long outings from everybody in the rotation. That's why you pay certain guys $300 million or you're paying them 40 to 50 mil a pop each year so that you can get those kind of lengthy efforts from those dudes. And then the other guys, the back-end guys, the dudes like me, they're like, hey, <laughs> you're not going to – come on. You're not going to see those guys a third time through anyway. So give us what you got for each time that you're going to face these dudes a couple yeah. goes. And then let's turn it over to the horsepower in the bullpen. It's probably unfair to ask you to answer this quickly, but we're running out of time. But i got to ask you this question. I keep on hearing now that baseball is no longer viable in Oakland. Is that just a money play to get a lot of money from another city, or is it no longer viable in Oakland? I I think we all understand how business negotiations go. You're going to posture. I'm going to posture. We need to make a move. Somebody's got to make a decision. And uh, I just think that when that fire starts to get a little cool, sometimes you got to stoke that fire. And all I can really say is I feel for the fans. My heart is with the fans, and I hope we have baseball in Oakland uh, as long as we possibly can because these fans deserve a team. Always great talking baseball with you, right, Dallas. Buddy. Hopefully we can do it at the uh, later on in the season, maybe in the playoffs, huh? Playoffs. So, it sounds good. Sorry about the series. Appreciate your time. And uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we won't do all the housekeeping today with the sweep, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I like right. our chances. We'll try to hold on to all our Hall of Famers, too, from now on. Okay? Sorry about that. <laughs> see you, Dallas. We'll see, you, see you later. Yeah. Dallas Braden of Barstool Sports right here on OMF.